Hey, welcome to Sunday Afternoon Mama, a podcast designed to help you learn to create a calm and joyful atmosphere in your home. I'm your host, Hannah Riddle, a wife, mom, and former teacher living in the Pacific Northwest. I certainly don't have everything figured out, but I hope to encourage and inspire you to be the best mama you can be. Are you ready to jump in? Today, we're privileged to talk with my friend and guest, Christina Hyde. In this episode, we'll discuss the value of our jobs as homemakers, gain a new appreciation for dirt, and learn why we should have an onion on hand in case of unexpected company. This is episode 28. Here we go. Well, thank you listeners for tuning in this week. Today, we are joined again by my friend, Christina. Hey, it's good to get to visit with you guys again. I am a wife, a mom, and a nurse, and I've really enjoyed getting to spend time with all of you listeners. I wish we could just all sit down and talk over coffee. <laughs> I feel like every, every time we've done a series, it, it's pushed me and stretched me as I think over the topic. Um, so I'm excited to dive into the area of homemaking with you. We are going to start a series on the art of homemaking. I wanted to begin with a saying of Louisa May Alcott, author of the classic book, Little Women, the humblest tasks get beautified if loving hands do them. And Laura Ingalls Wilder of Little House on the Prairie fame reflected, I am beginning to learn that it is the sweet, simple things of life which are the real ones after all. Our days are full of simple things that can become sweet or bitter to us depending on our heart attitude, right? I mean, that's just how I feel. I have gone through seasons of resenting household responsibilities and the strain of motherhood, But when I am down in the depths of bitterness or resentment, I am cutting myself off from the joy available to me every day in the simple things. When I wake up with hope and anticipation in my heart, God is able to open my eyes to see the honor and calling of motherhood in new ways. And I've I always end up feeling more overwhelmed with gratitude and joy when I do that. What we do at home, the laundry, the groceries, nose wiping, and it would really be easy to dismiss them as inconsequential. And you know, I think, in fact, sometimes society seems to lean that way. But those tasks have so much value and so much worth when they're all combined together. When I try to think about what I do as a mom, all the tasks blur together. It's impossible to make a job description. While I can't define the job completely, it is easy to tell you why I do this job, right? Love. I love my family. I want to care for them. (laughs) We might not always like them. Yes. (laughs) But we love them. And and that's the soul of homemaking. (laughs) Yeah. It is important to remember that my job has worth. The wages don't reflect the value. I think we tend to start to believe what we hear. Mm -hmm. And when we hear disparaging remarks from society or even ourselves, it's easy to believe them simply because they've been like repeated in our ears over and over. Yeah, exactly. But our heart's cry has to be louder. Like my my job has worth, you know, even saying that, rehearsing that in our minds until we really fully believe it in our hearts. The wages don't reflect the value. Just keep reminding yourself of that, of that truth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even if we did get paid for being a mom, I don't think there's a way to put a price tag on love. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what society tells us. Our heart attitude will make or break our role as homemaker. So if I discredit my job and don't believe that it has worth, I'm never going to do it with a joyful heart. I mean, I'm going to begrudgingly grocery shop and I'm going to half-heartedly swipe at the crumbs that build up hourly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's going to be a millstone around my neck that weighs me down. And at the end of the day, I'm just going to be defeated. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't laugh. It's not Right. (laughs) No, no. I totally get what you're saying. But when we stop and realize the value of our job, it kind of changes the way that we can go through our day. We have the privilege of raising the next generation. I think about that all the time. 
So much so that I have to actually ease up a little on myself because yeah. sometimes I put so much pressure on myself. Like these are the future leaders of this country. You know, like these are, this is everything. And yes, that's true. But, you know, we get to do these things. We get to teach our little people how to eat and how to cook and how to be and teach them good manners and teach them how to ride a bike and yeah. all those childhood things that are so special and amazing. But again, it's that heart attitude just shifting whenever we feel that what we're doing doesn't matter or we get discouraged or the world around us is telling us this this is not a big deal, you know. We have to remember yeah. that we have to remember that we get the joy of getting to see firsthand yeah. how, how they learn and we get to watch them learn about humor and learn about responsibility. Those things, you can't replace that with something that the world's going to give you. It, they, these are moments that you have with your child that are just perfect. Yeah, it's like when you, <laughs> maybe on on a job or outside the home, you can get kind of like awards or incentives or like accolades for all these things that you do to work so hard. But at home, you don't always see a tangible reward. And I've said before on this podcast that I love just like, give me a certificate, give me a, a badge, <laughs> give me like, I love when my phone will be like, you did it. Or my, you know, the watch will beep and be like, you hit your goal today of taking this many steps. So sometimes I think, especially if we're looking for that affirmation in, in who knows where, I don't know, wherever, but we're not finding it, we can feel like beaten down and discouraged. But the work that we as moms do makes childhood special. Like it makes memories and it makes our homes a refuge. Oh, I love that term. Home is a refuge. It's a place of peace amid a busy world. I mean, the groceries, the cleaning, the laundry, meals, all of those things make that refuge possible. And without somebody doing those things, it's not going to be a refuge. (laughs) Yes, yes. One thing that is important for all of us to remember is that mom sets the tone. Oh, man. And this is so hard because I say it and then immediately I think of what did I do wrong this morning? What, you know, where did I feel? But so when we forget how much value our job has and then our heart attitude sinks lower and lower, you know, our homes cease to become a refuge. Mm -hmm. And when my attitude wavers, that's when I need to change my perspective. Mm -hmm. It can be hard to realize in the moment when I'm just like, just down there in the muck and I'm just angry and sweeping. Wallowing, (laughs) just wallowing in it. (laughs) But mom sets the tone. When mom is unhappy, everybody is unhappy. I think there's a shirt that says something. Yes. If mama ain't happy or something, then nobody ain't happy. Yeah. You know, it's, And it's better for me to change my attitude before I take my family down with me because it's really hard to change everybody's attitude, but it's easier for me to change mine. (laughs) Yes. In fact, just this morning, this was kind of funny. I was consciously, I mean, I'm aware that I was aware that we were going to record this. That's probably why. But I was thinking, what is my tone like? What does my face look like? Like, what is my expression? And of course, my little boy responded really well to the encouragement and cheering him on. He's at an age where he's super curious. He's getting into everything. So I'm like, man, this is so exhausting, you know? And if I'm not careful, I can just be like, this is just so hard. But I tried really, really hard and it made it made the morning so much more smooth. But anyways, that's a quick little tidbit for you. But um, in her incredible book, At Home with Madame Chic, Jennifer Scott reflects on her time in Paris as an exchange student and shares her observations about their cultural attitude toward housework. And I think you guys are going to love this. This is so cool. She says, they don't look at housework as a degrading thing that's not worthy of their time, but rather as a necessity that helps life run smoothly and successfully, especially if they have meaningful careers outside the home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. But 
how do we do it? Yeah. <laughs> what are some strategies that we can change our perspective um, or to help us change our perspective on homemaking when I'm down in the depths of despair? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Here are some tips and a takeaway for you when it comes to learning how to change our perspective on homemaking. So the first thing is, remember, anyone can clean house. That's why there are jobs for housekeepers. But to be a homemaker, it requires love. Think of your work every day as an expression of that love. The next thing is to lower your expectations. Now, we we have said before, like, we've encouraged spring cleaning. We've encouraged all these things. So, yes, that's all super awesome and valid. But what we mean by lower your expectations is that we can't do everything perfectly every single moment of every day as much as I would like to think I could. I wish I could. And I, I strive for that probably sometimes too much. But Martha Stewart has a team of professionals, right? <laughs> we cannot compare ourselves to an illusion or a very staged photo that, you know, doesn't reflect accurately what's going on in any, anyone else's homes. You know, it's okay. Yeah. And along those lines, we can choose to love the dirt. Yes. <laughs> the dirt can be so frustrating and it's like, oh, I have to sweep again. Yes. But the dirt that I see as I'm sweeping represents a life that's being lived. Yeah. Um, and when I'm sweeping and I get a huge pile of dirt, instead of being frustrated that everybody's tracking things inside... <laughs> I can choose to revel in the fact that life is happening. Yeah. I mean, when I find sand all over the house, it's because my kids are playing in the sandbox and they're making memories and we can't buy those. Yeah. That's time spent in childhood. Yeah. That's what that's what you want for your kids. Yes. And so when I'm sweeping all that sand up, it's it's a beautiful th- it could be a beautiful thing if I change my perspective. Yes. Another thing you can do is a social media fast. I mean, not indefinitely. Um, maybe just choose hours of the day where you don't use social media. Or if you're daring, go for a week. Mm-hmm. But get rid of the alerts and and just tune out from the internet world and into the real world. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I, I think one of the best things about doing this, at least for myself personally, is I notice the beauty around me more often. And more I'm more aware of the blessings and the good things about my home mm-hmm. when I'm not putting other images in my in my brain all the time about others. And again, it's good to celebrate. Like actually, that's one thing I've been very convicted of lately is celebrate when someone has the most beautiful home you've ever seen <laughs> and a beautiful backyard or whatever. But just you don't it, have to compare yourself. To yeah, that. we don't have to like compare and and kind of get into that trap of oh I'll just look and look and look and look and then by the end of the day you're looking around your home and you're like yeah we really need to update this and that. And, and getting dissatisfied. Yeah. So that's all we're saying. Yeah. Another tip for you is to harness the power of scent. And what I mean by that is, um, and I'm going to list some and it's going to be funny, but we will explain what we mean. Mm-hmm. Onions. Yes. Just go with me. Um, lemon, soap, bleach, clean sheets, you know, mm-hmm. all those kinds of things. So a quick little story for you. Our dishwasher broke couple weeks ago, I had to hand wash dishes and I was amazed at how quick I was to throw a little pity party for myself (laughs) instead of being a bit more mature. Like, oh, that was just really an eye-opening moment for me because I don't know, enjoying the pleasant scent and smell of the dish soap helped me do the dishes with joy. Mm -hmm. So I tried to, I tried, especially during that time period where we didn't have a working dishwasher, I tried to buy, you know, luxurious smelling dish soap, ones like lemon verbena or lavender, something that, whatever it is that you love, Whatever task it is that's kind of extra difficult or kind of feels, you know, you just don't look forward to it. We can we can harness the power of scent and it can make these tasks and chores a much easier, more joyful 
event, you know? A friend of mine was telling me that when she had her very young son, um, she would buy, she had nice smelling shampoo. And so she would, when she had that like two minutes in the shower, she'd just be like soaking in the smell of her shampoo. Yes. Like, it's like a little mini vacation. It's I true. Mean, <laughs> it's true. There might be little people talking to you, but yeah. that smell was, it was like a, she took a moment just to breathe it in and just refresh. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, I think there's something so very powerful about smells. Mm-hmm. And they can make the home feel right. They can be so reassuring. I mean, think of the smell of baking bread. Mm. I mean, not that I actually bake. Yes, bread. I know. I'm like, yes. Oh, me too. Oh, think of all my sins where they bake the bread. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's simultaneously wholesome and it's fresh. Um, my great grandma lived on a farm. And she'd feed the farm hands during harvesting when everybody pitched in to help bring each family's harvest in. And so if she saw the folks coming back. Back to the house earlier than she'd expected and lunch wasn't ready she was known in the family for saying quick quick start frying onions because <laughs> there's something about walking into the house when it smells like cooking onions and then that let the folks know that there was something happening yeah it, it wasn't ready yet but the smell of potential and the promise of food made the way easier <laughs> i love that story so much so much so in addition to sense being powerful, it's important to remember that your hormones can affect your mood. Yeah. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. But Oh, no, no. That's that's all of us, I'm but sure. if I'm aware of my hormones and the effect that they have on me, they don't have to control my mood. Um, and so I'm better in better control if I have that awareness of them. Yeah, that's so good. I know that we've talked about this before, but this is kind of a common theme that I will continue to advocate for and work on in my own life. But here's my question for you. Are you getting enough sleep? Because oftentimes that is a huge factor in our ability to experience joy and see and have a good perspective, like see things accurately around us. Sometimes when we're more deprived of sleep and we're really worn down, our emotions start to feel frayed. And so we're more touchy. We're more sensitive to things that would normally not really bug us. Um, There is a drastic difference in me when I get one more hour of sleep. So if I go to bed in the nine o'clock hour at night versus the 10 o'clock hour, Oh my goodness. The next morning, it's either like, here comes, you know, Mary Sunshine, like singing out of bed, like, woohoo, the day is begun and da da da. (laughs) Or it's like, oh boy, you know, like it's harder. It's just harder, which is just a silly hurdle to overcome. Like if we have control over that, sometimes you go through seasons where you cannot get enough sleep and that's fine. That's just what we mamas all go through. But you know, it's just important to make sure we prioritize that because that's one of those simple kind of foundational big rocks that we've talked about where taking care of ourselves means maybe not staying up that extra hour if we really need to recharge and take care of our bodies especially when when our kid when my kids were like babies and yeah. they just started sleeping a bit more at night my tendency was to snatch up that extra time with something for me and stay awake because it's like oh I have quiet and yes. I mean it's still a temptation now and yes there's six and three and I still it's like oh they're in bed yes I, can, I, I know just be. <laughs> I know but if I if I choose to to go to sleep that hour early you are still doing something for yourself right you're also setting yourself up for a better day in the next day Oh, completely. Yeah. Another tip for you is to take a slow walk outdoors and look for beauty. Again, we were talking about when your heart needs that attitude adjustment and perspective shift. One of my goals for this year, 2018, has been to get outside every day. And it's so good. I mean, I don't do it perfectly every day where it's ideal, but I I made that a goal because I know that it's too easy to get caught up in the chores or the work or things you want to do inside and fail to give yourself that fresh air and that the taking in that beauty and nature all around us and i think we're just we're as humans we're wired to like thrive outside mm-hmm. and and enjoy the beauty of god's creation so along along those same lines we end up finding what we look for yeah and so when i am grumpy 
I find things that make me grumpy. Yes. Yes. (laughs) If I instead choose to look for something to appreciate, I'm more likely to find something that brings me joy. So if you're walking outdoors looking for beauty, you're going to find something beautiful. Yeah. Amidst the busyness of child rearing, stillness can be a rainbow that we chase. And the value of stillness is it provides time for reflection. Mm -hmm. It's time to listen or it's time to read. Maybe we still have five minutes before people get up or maybe during nap time. Maybe it's after everyone goes to bed. And even when you're in the shower, taking that that little vacation with the shampoo. Yes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The scent of the shampoo. Yeah. The important part is that we choose to stop and just grab a few minutes to just be. No phone, no computer. Just grab your coffee and look out the window and just be. Enjoy the stillness there. Mm -hmm. And that's how we'll feel rejuvenated is taking that time to be still. Some of these ideas are similar to things that we've talked about in the past. So repeated themes tend to be important things is what I've noticed. Yeah. (laughs) Either that or they're things that I struggle with. So we keep talking about them to remind ourselves. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So moving into our favorite things section. Earlier I mentioned grabbing your coffee and looking out the window to snag a moment of stillness. And I have never been a big coffee drinker, but last year I finally came around. Mm -hmm. And it's not the taste of the coffee that I love. My favorite thing is the ritual. Yeah. Um, I like to make coffee with the generous helping of um, Italian sweet cream creamer. Mm-hmm. My husband teases me that's more creamer than coffee. Right. <laughs> you know, the, the purists. Yes. That's how my husband is too. Yeah. I'm like, well. <laughs> I like to make coffee and just sit. It's mm. a time to think. It's a time to look out the window, to daydream about house projects, to talk with my husband if he's there, or hold the girl if she's feeling snuggly. But that that routine or that ritual is is something that I cherish about the mornings. Yes. One of my favorite things is cold brew coffee, actually, like just straight up cold brew coffee. It's taken me about a month to transition from enjoying coffee without a generous amount of milk and sugar, like Mm -hmm. lots of sugar. But I finally did it and I feel better about that because I don't need to be heaping sugar into my coffee. I feel like I should high five you. I know. It's it's a big (laughs) deal. It's like a big accomplishment. Anyone who's listening who is a close friend of mine is like, wow, that's awesome because you you know me and my love for vanilla lattes. But so now I can order order a cold brew and feel really good about it and actually enjoy it. So again, just the whole ritual with coffee or anything that's just special to you, especially in the mornings, it's like that helps us enjoy the day ahead. Mm -hmm. It kind of preps us. We've had a moment of stillness and then we can really enjoy. Attack. Yeah. Attack the day with (laughs) With love. With love. Yes. So if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air, I would love to hear from you. You can go ahead and email me at hannah at sundayafternoonmama.com or send a little Facebook message, or even leave a voicemail. Just call 1-401-371-MAMA. That's 1-401-371-6262. All right, so it's time for a Bumblebee moment, and those are just moments in our lives that are kind of random or funny just with our kids. And so if you have a Bumblebee moment to share, please go to sundayafternoonmama.com and click on Share a Bumblebee Moment, and that'll direct you to a really easy page, and you can send me your moment. And Christina is up with a moment for this week. So this past week, we were spending some time with my sister and her family. And my sister and I both have girls. They're about almost four and they're two weeks apart. And they look like little twins and love to chase about with each other. Mm -hmm. And so I was overhearing them discussing what to do. And my daughter suggested, oh, let's play I Spy because that's one of her favorite games. To which my niece replied, ooh, classic. (laughs) (laughs) She said it with so much confidence and knowing that I immediately felt she was cooler than I would ever be. (laughs) so great. She's almost four. She has arrived. Ooh, classic. (laughs) 
Oh, that's awesome. That's so cute. I love when you overhear things. That's the best because sometimes they don't even know you're listening and they say even funnier things Mm because they're just kind of totally not aware that a grown-up's listening. They're parroting something they've heard, but she used it so effectively and so perfectly. Perfect timing. Like, that's good comedic timing. Classic. I love it. Well, as we wrap up this week's episode of Sunday Afternoon Mama, we wanted to leave you with a quote from Laura Ingalls Wilder. She says, just as a little thread of gold running through a fabric brightens the whole garment so women's work at home while only the doing of little things is just like the golden gleam of sunlight that runs through and brightens the whole fabric of civilization oh so good so be encouraged today mamas your work at home is not in vain well that wraps up this week's episode of sunday afternoon mama i will be back with you again next week in the meantime i'm seeking joy and peace with you so that we can be better mamas together take a deep breath and smile you've got this. Bye for now, sweet friends.